0: Uh, welcome to y'all this morning. I'm so glad you came in to uh, check us out and we're starting a new series this morning and welcome to everybody that's online or um, listening on their phones. Welcome this morning as well. We're so glad that you're taking time out of your day to share with us here at Rock River Community Church. How awesome is that? Yeah, Um we're working on some things in the background too that uh, that uh, uh, you can see out there. Hey, we got walls built. Did, did you notice? Hey, please say you noticed <laughs> please, please say you noticed so uh, yeah, we're going to clean things up. Just don't think everything's going to be the way it's sitting right now because we're going we're doing this to create more space, and you're like oh, wait a minute, it looks like you just decreased space. Well, we did this week, but next week it'll look different again, okay? So just bear with us during our uh, construction, because it's so awesome that God has been blessing this church so much that we have to do things like that, and that's kind of you guys um, for being so faithful with us. So how about we get to the message? I think I said all I need to say, so let's get to the message. Now, you know, I tell stories about myself a lot, and and that and that, and I say on occasion, in that hey you know what a fella only has so many stories, so sometimes I have to use someone else's stories, and this is one today. All right. So uh, this is this is a, a story. There's this. There was this rich guy, this rich entrepreneur. Okay. He he was he was just making money like crazy, and and he's walking along, and and this is in the days back in the days when uh, uh, before what we know today as an entrepreneur. Okay. So he's walking along, and, and he. Stumbles across this fisherman that's just literally relaxing by his boat right in the middle of the afternoon, just hanging out, doing absolutely nothing. And and this entrepreneur he comes and he walks up to the fisherman and he says, What in the world are you doing? Why aren't you fishing? It's still just early in the afternoon. Shouldn't you be fishing? And and um uh the fisherman said to him, He said, Well. No, I've caught enough for the day. I've caught enough for the day. So, so uh, uh, he, he answers and the, the, the entrepreneur comes and he says, and, and, and this guy, mind you, he's fired up because he's like, you shouldn't be doing this right now. You shouldn't be just hanging out. And he's, he, he can't understand. He cannot wrap his head around this. And he says, why don't you just go out and catch more fish? He says, why don't you go out and get more fish? The fisherman looked at him. He said, well, what would I do with them? What would I do with them if I got more? And the entrepreneur was like, he says, what do you mean what you're going to do with them? He says, you could earn more money. He said, if you earn more money, then you could buy a bigger motor for your boat. And if you have a bigger motor for your boat, you can go out into deeper waters and you can even catch more fish. And then the more fish you catch, the more money you're going to make. And then you could buy big nylon nets and even catch more fish and make more money. And then soon you'd have enough to even buy another boat. And who knows, you might even have enough money to buy two fleets, or a whole fleet of boats. Then you'd be rich like me. Fisherman, he's sitting there and he goes, all right. But what would I do then? <laughs> the entrepreneur says, well, then you could really enjoy life. As immediately he, as he said that, without hesitation, the fisherman says, well, what do you think I'm doing now? <laughs> it's a joke, but, it, but it's so true, isn't it? Isn't that so true? I mean, I think personally that the fisherman here, he's really got something that, that we need to get a hold of. We need to grasp. I mean, it's something so simple. It is just so simple, yet it's so difficult. I mean, let's think about that, that, that answer to the very first question that the entrepreneur asked him. His answer, because I've caught enough fish for the day. And I have to ask, enough? How much is enough? Is enough measured somewhere? I mean, the fisherman based his enough on being satisfied. He was, he was satisfied with what he did. The entrepreneur is basing his life on a constant pursuit of more. I want more. I want more. And what is more? More is just simply being greedy. More is just greed, isn't it? We're starting a new series, and I'm going to be, you know, because I'm transparent and I'm always saying things I probably shouldn't say, but um, true, 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 so true. It's, hey, that's what you love about me, right? <laughs> or hate about me, <laughs> you decide, um, but, but we're starting this series called The Seven Deadly Sins, and uh, I, I believe that God has been telling me for uh, several months, right, Annette, to preach the, to preach a series on the seven deadly sins because they're just that. They're sins that you don't even think is a sin and before you realize that you're sucked in in this polar vortex. You know what I'm saying? And and God told me, and I said, no. And I, then Annette said, are you going to preach on it? And I'm like, no. Are you gonna? She asked me again, are you, are, you gonna, are you gonna do a series on the seven deadly? Sin? And I'm like, No. And the reason why I kept putting it off and putting it off because in a series like this, as a pastor and preacher, you don't make very many friends. <laughs> you don't. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing because in a series like this, um, it's in your face and it's in your heart. And it's in your soul, and it's in your conviction, and, um, and, and some may be offended. So I'm going to just say right now up front, starting this series, I'm not going to apologize if you're offended, because I believe that's, that it's God and the Holy Spirit working through you, all right? And it's not what we say, because I say we at Pastor Annette's going to preach a, a message in this series, and so is Pastor Harry. So it's not what we say from the platform because we're telling you what the Bible says. So are we good on that? Can I just precursor this series with that? All right. Um, so so greed. So I thought, well, let's start let's start this series um, with with this the sin of greed. And I thought, well, what a better time because we preached on 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 ending this last series with generosity and giving, which is, um, you know, a similar sort. So I thought, well, as long as we're in the mindset and we're doing it, I thought, let's just start with that. So that's what I did. So the Mac dictionary describes greed as a a strong desire for more, an overwhelming desire to have more of something, um, such as money that is actually needed. Greed, more to have more, a desire to have more than you need. And, and I'll tell you, greed says many, many things, but basically greed is about the same thing. It's about getting stuff, isn't it? Isn't it about getting stuff, how much stuff we have, I and mean, think about it. Some of us are just like, if I just have one more car. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, okay, no, sorry, Marley. Um, This one goes out to my wife. If I can only have one more pair of shoes, (laughs) right? And how about, you know, some of us, oh, I just want that gun. I need that. I need that pistol. I want that Glock 23. <laughs> I know I have seven other Glocks, but I the, the collection won't be done until I get that one, right? Just one more gun. And, and one more of whatever it is that it's your passion. Whatever it is that you want one more of, even though you don't need it. Right? And I mean, this list could go on. Think of how long this list could go on. And it seems like we live in a world in in today's days, it seems like enough is never enough. Enough is just simply never enough. And greed, like I said a minute ago, greed sucks us in. It just pulls us in and we can't seem to get away uh, from that that thought of actually being satisfied with something. Actually being satisfied saying, hey, no, I'm good. You know, I'm good on that. And I'm not talking about a pizza ranch uh, pizza. I'm talking about things that hold on to you. You know what I'm saying? And, and we have, we've just grown to have this almost a limitless appetite for stuff, right? Think of stuff. Think of what, what do we do? We buy stuff. We don't have any place to put it. So what do we do? We rent a storage facility to hold the stuff that we have that we don't use. So we have more room in our current space for more stuff. We have, this, we have this appetite for more money. I just want more money. I want my bank account to be complete. I just want it to grow. I just want it to grow. I mean, John D. Rockefeller, okay, who at, at one point was, was the world's um, richest man, and he was actually the first billionaire. Um, I mean, this is way back in the, in the early 1900s, right? And, 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 and even today, he's still considered about to be one of the most richest, most wealthiest people in history. And he was asked by a reporter one time, how much money is enough? How much money is enough? And you know what his reply was? Just a little more. Just a little more. So when is enough enough? Think about yourself for a minute. And, and I'm going to just put this zoom this right, right into you personally. Uh, what happens when you walk into a, a, a store, right? You walk into a store and think, okay, I'm going to buy a gift for... Uh, my my 90, 100 year old grandmother, okay? And that's grandmother is one hundred years old. Yeah, she's old. And <laughs> And she's still doing well, but that's a whole nother story. But but so, so you go in there and, and and you're buying this gift for your one hundred year old grandmother. And and say you're a bomb guards. I don't know why you're a bomb guards buying something for Grandma Verna. But say you're there and you're a guy. Say it's me going to buy her. And I walk across these these, Milwaukee tools, right. And there's the latest impact. Screwdriver, right. Man, I gotta have that. I have six more at home, but I gotta have that, right? Right? We have to have that. And then, and then we start, we're just looking at it, and this thing is just tempting you. Oh. Do I buy this? Do I. Bu- and it's almost verbally saying to you, buy me! Buy me! I do have that written, and it's on sale which even is worse, right? It's on sale. I can't pass up this deal. Well, what are you going to do with it? I know, uh, you know, years past, this isn't in my notes, but that would say, look at what I bought. It was on sale. <laughs> awesome. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just something. But now, but now you, you're, all you can thinking is, you know, I really want this. I really want this. But you know you can't have, you don't have enough money for both. You can't buy Grandma Verna her, her, present and the the impactor you just can't do it you don't have enough money right and 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 now now you're you're thinking oh it's not about buying the gift for grandma's birthday anymore who's sick and may not see next year no 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 that's not the deal anymore it's because now it has become all about you hasn't it Where's Grandma Verna in all this? Grandma Verna is actually her name, by the way. (laughs) That's a true name. And where is all this? Because now it's all, you know, you're just thinking about yourself, not about Grandma. And this battle inside you is like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I going to buy this? Am I going to be greedy? Or am I not going to be greedy? What am I going to do? And I'll tell you, i for once so glad that we can find answers like this in Scripture. If you don't know what to do, hey, go to the Bible. That's like a life's rule book on everything, right? Everything you can find is in there. So let's pick up um, um, what we're, we're in James, and we'll start in, in chapter 4. Uh, verse 1 it says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they come from your desires that battle within you? Des- you desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. There's that word motives again. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. What, what James is describing here is, is that what the conflict that happens, and it even happens between believers and everybody. This is just not general people. This is everybody. What happens when we have that conflict inside of us and, and we begin to fight, and these fights usually are pretty serious. They're not just simple little, little squabbles. They're pretty serious. And, and, the, and the, the source, the source of these, and the common factor, and the root of this battle inside of us is what? It's greed. It's simply greed. See, we have a problem. We all, and, and I know we all do, we all have this same problem of connecting our actual needs with our Wants. And our wants are usually more. We want more of our wants than we want more of our needs. And we can't seem to separate, separate the, our needs from our wants. Where's that line? We don't know where, to, we can't separate it. And our greed seems to always win that battle that's inside of us, and it's just waging war, and it's just, it's just kicking the snot out of us inside because we want more. And what, what James is saying is that our desires lead to this conflict, and then this conflict leads to anger, and this anger is then going to lead to murder. He says, and you kill and you kill. And what what I believe James is trying to do here is he's saying, he's trying to make us understand that the actual depth of our greed can actually turn to murder. The depth, think of how deep that is. If we were to lay a sin and we rank sins, not that they're ranked, Murder would be at the top of the list, wouldn't it? So he's given this correlation, and he says, that's the depth of your greed. And then that's going to affect your relationships. And it's all because we want more stuff, and most of this stuff is stuff we can't even get. We're not even able, our ability, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough whatever, so all the stuff that we really desire. I mean, I want a, pla- I want a helicopter. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? I want a helicopter, but I'm not going to get it. Well, maybe I could murder somebody in a helicopter. But anyway. And here's something interesting about this passage of Scripture. In all four Gospels, okay, even, even in all the four Gospels, Jesus refers to um, um, if you ask, you shall receive. In all four, they may not say it like, just like that, but there's reference to that in all, in all four Gospels. But now what does James say? When you ask, you don't receive. When you ask, you don't receive. And you know what? That's not God's fault. You know whose fault it is? It's our fault. It's our fault because the condition of our hearts are flawed. We have the wrong motives. Our our whole motive, this whole motive thing that we have comes into play here because our hearts are flawed. And in the history of all mankind, um, it, it has shown us since the beginning of time, History that our unquenchable desire to obtain stuff. Stuff, wars, think about this, we have wars, there's murders, there's robberies that take place every single day because people want what they don't have. True, can I get a little reaction from that? Thank you, am I alone up here? Yeah, actually I am. But that's not the point. But that's what happens when when the sin of greed enters your spirit. Man, it changes everything. Now please now please don't under understand misunderstand me or get me wrong or or because it is okay to have stuff. It is okay to have material things. I mean, God wants us to have not only what we need, but, but if we have the right motives and we have a, a pure heart, he is going to supply a lot of our wants, too, for us. He will. He will. But our hearts have to be right. Our hearts have to be right. Then he's going to bless us with even more than we could possibly want if our hearts are right in luke 12 jesus is it it addresses uh attitudes about material possessions about you know what is material possessions what word do i keep saying about stuff i like that word stuff and jesus warns us that it's easy to let our possessions get out of control isn't that so true especially these days hence the extra storage space for our extra stuff that we never use. So, so we'll, we'll pick up in verse 13, it says, then, then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our, our father's estate with me. And Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such a, such a thing as that? Then he said, then he said <laughs> beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Now, just before this, Jesus is preaching about how important it is to place all your value on God, put everything you have into God, just before this. Then out of the blue, this man screams and yells and interrupts Jesus to say, hey, can you, can you settle this little family dispute we're having? Can you help us here? But Jesus is like, hey, wait a minute here, dude. This isn't up to me. I'm not going to make this decision. And Jesus basically says here, he says, you know what? <laughs> There's more to life than having a bunch of Stuff. There's so much more about life than just stuff. See, he says, hey, don't, you know, don't get so caught up in gaining that stuff. Don't get so caught up in accumulating that you lose out on the blessing that God can give you, that you lose out on what God has for you. See, it's, 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 it's the God thing, Right? We've got to listen to what God's telling us. Don't lose out on God because of what you want. Paul, Paul tells Timothy to, about what happens um, when we let the love of stuff, can we keep using that word? I, don't, I didn't realize how many times I wrote that down, but now it's just screaming out at me, stuff, stuff, stuff. So Paul's t- uh, he's saying, what happens to us with the love of stuff and the love of money, w- w- what happens to us? Because we change. We change when we have all. So we'll pick up in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verse 9. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. How many times have we heard that? And some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, but you people are people of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Paul tells Timothy that our wants and our desire to be rich is more dangerous than actually being rich. The thought of wanting is more dangerous than having. Uh Uh-oh. Did I miss something? I must have... Did I need another thing in there? Anyway, we'll get to that. Okay. So, hey, Paul tells... Paul tells uh Timothy that, that you know he can't believe that is his that now I'm all messed up. Where am I? Now I have to actually look at my okay, we we'll, we'll we'll back up. So so the desire to be wealthy or or have a bunch of expensive toys. Who likes expensive toys, right? Uh-huh. We all do. Four wheelers, snowmobiles, motorcycles, um, whatever right? Expensive toys, I, I guess I, that's, that's what, what I want. <laughs> but, but we allow that to change us, and it changes our hearts to the point where we can't escape the thought of actually having that one more motorcycle. Right, Jim? Having that one more motorcycle. We can't, ex- you know, it just, it just overwhelms us. And Paul's urging Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, You have to be different than those. You have to be different. He told me he said, get afar as away from them as you possibly can. Run, 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 get afar, and follow God with your righteousness. Be righteous and follow God. Run from that evil stuff. Run from that desire of just being so greedy. He's urging it, He's, but see, the truth is, the truth is, and I think we've all seen it, right? I, I, I'm sure we've all seen it, especially these days, right? That, that there is no sin, there's, there's not a single sin that can't be committed for the love of money. Are we not living in a world right now that it doesn't matter what you do and how you get it and how bad you've sinned or what the sin is? Or you're gonna get that pot of gold, right? Right? That's how that's how we're living. So, so here's the perfect example of this, and this is that video that we were just doing. Now, this is from 1987. Who remembers? Again, I can play 80s music, but I can also play 80s soundbite music or uh, video clips too. This is from a, a movie. I think it was called. I didn't even double check that, but I think it was called Wall Street. Okay, from 87. And um, this is a sound bite, but it's on the video. So go ahead and run it, Teresa. That's at the very end. Okay, time out. No, you don't have to oh, I'm, I'm still on. To worry about Teldar paper or anything, but isn't this true? Isn't it that we we it becomes our spirit of how we live? Greed is good, and that's what we've been taught. So, so after hearing that that little bit of sound bite, that was Michael Douglas. If you if you don't know whose voice that was, let me ask you something: What would you do? And I want you just to think for a moment. What would you do if someone offered you $10 million? No, you you have to do something. Okay, what would you be willing to do? Okay, what would you be willing to do for $10 million? I found this article that was written in 2019 by a guy named Charles Stone, there's about 5 million, Charles, don't, I don't know who he is, but he asked a question and he put out some, some survey and here's what he found. He said that 25% said that they would abandon their entire family. 25% said that they would abandon their church. 23% said, listen to this, said that they would be willing to work as a prostitute for a week or more. 16% said they would give up their citizenship, and that's probably, this is 19, so that's probably more now. Um, uh, Another 16%, I know the math doesn't, 16% would leave their spouses for $10 million. 10% said that they would hold um, evidence that would let a murderer go free Okay, 10%, 7% said that they would actually murder a stranger. And 3% said that they would put their children up for adoption. Now, at times I can understand that. But, but if you add all this up, it actually equals 125%, okay? So, so that means that these people that were surveyed, some of them, said that they would be willing to do more than one thing. More than one thing. How sad is that? How sad is that that we've become a society like that? We live, we just live in this society that feeds on our greed. It, 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 it's constantly whispering to us in, in the quietness of the night, you need more. Because what, what was that soundbite just said? Greed is good. Greed is good. And we sit there and we try to pass the blame. We try to pass the blame. We try to blame it on maybe, you know, the advertisements or the movies we see or things we see on TV. Maybe some things that we see on social media these days. But you know what? That's, that's because it's a constantly, it's a constant reminder to us of everything that we don't have. And it just keeps feeding into us. But you know what? That's not the cause of our greed. That's not the... Greed has been around since the beginning of humanity. What happens is we let our minds dictate what our hearts need to feel. All because of the pursuit of more. And see, we have this, this... this desire every one of us has this desire to be to be secure to be financially secure to be to be safe and our world has taught us that money is gonna give us this this certain level of of being independent and money is going to make us be more dignified right Right, and I think some of us truly believe that wealth and how and all our possessions and how much stuff we have is going to give us the happiness. Oh, I'll be so happy if only I had this. I'll be so happy if I can just get that Ferrari. I will never be happy. I will never be happier than at that point. For stuff. For stuff. Do you know who Lovey Howell is? Who remembers Gilligan's Island? Huh? Huh, Gilligan's Island? Here's what she said one time, and this was on a show. Said, anyone who says money can't buy happiness doesn't know where to shop. Oh, okay. But the world, and that's, that's what's happening. The world has fooled us into believing that money and possessions is the best thing. Money and possessions and all our stuff is, is our God. That can be your God. That's who you have to serve. In Ephesians, it says that you can be be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of God will fall on those who disobey him. Ouch. Ouch. You can be sure. But Jesus points out that you cannot buy your place in heaven. In fact, in fact, I would say that it might even stop us from having him in our lives at all. Because we place stuff higher than Jesus. We place stuff more important than God. And, and the truth is, That Jesus didn't come, and he he didn't live, he didn't die, and he didn't rise, rose, he didn't rise, rose, rose from the dead so that we could be greedy, so that we could gain more stuff. No, 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 no. He, He came so we could be free. And how can we be free if we're in the pursuit of stuff? He came so we could live life to our fullest and enjoy and be happy and serve God so we can be happy and serve God so we can serve others. Jesus has the power to transform us from being greedy to being generous. We have to seek him. See, if we focus on God's word, we can break that addiction of gaining more what? Stuff. By allowing him to transform our hearts so, so, so we can find it more fulfilling to give than to get. I think it's so much more fun to give than it is to get. That's me. I love giving stuff. The board will tell you that. (laughs) Hey, let's. um, But I love it. But the Bible calls uh, greed a grievous sin. That's why it's one of the seven deadly sins. See, God's remedy for greed is is being generous. That's the remedy for greed, is being generous. And we discussed that last week. See, greed is, is, is self-centered. Greed's all about me. Generosity is focused outwardly on others. Greed hoards, greed piles up. Generosity lets things go, let's, let's let this go. Greed is closed fists, you can't have what I have. Generosity is open-handed and it's ready to give to whoever is in need. Greed keeps this mental list in our heads of things that we want, and we can't escape it, where generosity keeps a list of stuff that, for those that will need it. How cool would it be if we kept a list and kept stuff for people that needed it and the thought of giving this away? So what about you? Are your concerns about what you want, your own wants, not your needs, not your clothing needs, or your, but your excessive clothing needs? Where are your concerns? Or do you think, you know what, I have 10 of these, why don't I give one away? Give two away. Give to others in need. Why do I need this? All of this you give to others? And if you do give to others, let me ask you this question. Are you giving with the right motive? Are you? Are you giving because you want to? Or are you giving something just so you think you can gain something? Huh? Ouch. Again, right? We as believers, we have but one role model. Our role model is Jesus. We seek to be like him. Our desires should be to be more like him. You know where greed is good? You can't get too much of Jesus. You can't get too much of God. Let me throw this in as a pastor. You can't get too much of church. True, not true. But if we let him... He can remove the greed we have in our hearts. He can. But we have to let him. We have to let him. And he can change our hearts so we can live this generous life, this full life, a life of giving. Filling ourselves with happiness. Filling ourselves with the true joy beyond what we can even comprehend. Filling us with his love beyond our understanding. Greed is a a tough thing. And some of us don't even think of it as a sin, but it ranks in the seven deadly sins. And if you don't know what all of them are, you can kind of see them on there. Some you understand and some say, whoa, whoa. Let's let let God change our hearts. Let's let God change our minds on what we need, from what we want, from what we have, to what we're willing to give away. Does that sound like a good challenge? I think so. Pastor Annette is going to close in prayer.